Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is uh, the Super Bowl this afternoon, this evening, uh, here on The Fan, and it's Football Sunday, of course, with Mark Malusis and Dave Deal. Obviously, they'll be talking football all day and well into the evening. Make sure you stick around for uh, the kickoff show here at uh, 9 o'clock, Football Sunday with Mark and with Dave. And as always, uh, you can check out my website, my blog, where you can th- ask your comments and post your questions, and, and also follow up on that uh, unusual uh, proposition, I guess, maybe for the break about uh, if you want me to come and speak to your town or, or, or uh, sports teams about uh, sports psychology or sports parenting, just go to AskCoachWolf.com where you can obviously uh, you know, register your interest and go from there. Okay, now, <laughs> this show does, in fact, mark my, my 20th year here on the air at uh, WFAN, and I, I do want to take a few moments to... to basically reflect and, uh, quite frankly, to, to thank some very key people who have allowed me to come on the air here on Sunday mornings to discuss timely, important, and controversial issues in our lives as sports parents. Now, first and foremost, I, I want to thank Mark Chernoff, who had the, the vision and, quite frankly, had the courage uh, to put me on the air. You know, back in 1998, I, I don't think any other radio station in the country had the guts to do a show about sports parenting. But Mark, well, as a sports parent himself, he took a chance. And 20 years later, I'm still taking your calls and comments and questions about this ever-changing and obviously important subject. So my thanks to Mark Chernoff. And my thanks, of course, to Dove Kramer, who has offered such great help and support to me over the years and making sure we got the show launched and on the right track. I also want to thank my wife, Trish, who has sacrificed countless late Saturday night parties, get-togethers, and big events solely because I needed to get home on Saturday night to get some sleep so I could get up early on Sunday to be here. My wife is a a longtime and a beloved uh, English teacher uh, up in the Chappaqua School District, and Trish, I just want to take a moment to publicly thank you for your endless patience and kindness uh, to allow me to do the show, which, as you know, has become uh, a real passion of mine. And anyone who has spent time around my wife knows what a, what a terrific and supportive person that Trish is. I also want to thank my mom and dad, who couldn't have been better sports parents, fully supportive, never pushy, always with a, a smile and a pat on the back for every one of my teammates over the years, regardless of whether they were a star of the team or just uh, players who saw only limited time in the games, mom and dad always knew the right words to say. And, of course, I want to thank each and every one of you who have listened to me over the years, and especially those of you who have been moved to call in and and to talk with me about these topics. Uh, You know, in addition to to learning a, a great deal about sports parenting issues from you all, the truth is, in many cases, I've become great friends with you as well. I mean, there's a, a wonderful and unexpected windfall of this job, is that is, you know, making connections over the phone with people who have emailed me about the show. 
the list, of course, is endless, but just to name a few of the names, uh, Steve Callis, Doug Abrams, uh, Denise from Connecticut, Coach Tom from North Arlington, Rob from Lake Success, Mike from Lindbrook, uh, Bob Bigelow, John Minko, of course. I mean, look, I could go on and on and on with all the callers who are as passionate about this topic as I am. And, uh, you know, I just have to give you all a very big, big thank you. Now, a little history. Many of you know I first became drawn to the whole field of sports parenting when I was working with the Cleveland Indians as their roving sports psychology coach back in the 1990s. Uh, at that time, our three kids were young. In fact, Samantha, my youngest, uh, wasn't even born until 1990. But during that time, in talking with top athletes who had gone through all the trials and tribulations of overbearing coaches and pushy parents, became clear to me that the days of laid-back moms and dads at youth games, well, those days were long gone. And I saw firsthand what my own children were going through as they went through youth sports. I mean, I saw coaches who insisted that kids had to specialize in just one sport if they wanted to get ahead. Coaches who were inexplicably mean-spirited and, and quite frankly, sarcastic to the kids. Coaches who lied to young athletes. Coaches who refused to accommodate kids who wanted to play more than one sport. Coaches who didn't care darn about the kids who sat on the bench. Coaches who were hired even though they didn't have any real credentials to work with children in that particular sport. And for the parents, well, I saw moms and dads who screamed at their little kids in Little League and in soccer games and hockey games. Parents who screamed at other kids on the team. Kids, I mean, I never understood how moms and dads could scream at, the, at kids who weren't their own. Parents who, who clearly cozied up to the coach in the hopes that their kid would get more honors uh, as the season progressed or get more playing time. Parents who live their own failed athletic dreams through the careers of their kids. That always bothered me. You've always heard the expression that parents live vicariously through their children. Yeah, but I just never understood. I mean, people know that and accepted that, but yet you still see it all the time. And I often wonder, like, mom, dad, you understand the, the as I said many, many times over the years, the book on your own athletic career is over. It's done. This is your child. The child is not you. Sure, obviously, it, it's, it's the, the lifeblood of your existence, but that child is not you. It's not, they have their own dreams, their own goals, their own aspirations. Let them live their own lives. Don't you try to push your own failed dreams onto them and hope that somehow they're going to make good on that. It's not the way it works. Anyway, I, I saw all this happen over the last few decades as a sports parent myself, and I just couldn't believe everything I saw. And I felt that if I were witnessing all this, if I was seeing this all firsthand and seeing my own children trying to navigate through this maze, well, I figured that my experiences were probably common everywhere. And the truth is, in judging from the calls and emails and invitations to speak over the years, I'm convinced that my suspicions have come true. I mean, the truth is, it's one thing to be a, a diehard fan of your favorite professional team. I get that. But parents who are sports fans are a hundred times more dedicated, more passionate about their own kid who plays sports. And that's something we, we really can't lose sight of.
And remember this, if you're volunteering to coach or you're at the high school or travel team level, coaching someone else's kid is a very, very serious responsibility. You can never take that responsibility lightly. It's, it's, you have to understand that, yeah, you're there, perhaps you feel that your obligation is to win and win at all costs. That's not necessarily the perception or the perspective of the kid or of the parent. And again, you, especially as we go up that ladder from youth leagues to middle school into high school varsity, you understand we all accept the fact that the varsity level, that yeah, winning is what counts, that the best kids play, and so on and so forth. That still doesn't excuse you as a coach for understanding the kids on the bench obviously want to get playing time. They're there. They work just as hard as the kids who are the starters. And of course, the parents, they want to see their kids have a chance to play and to shine as well. Sports, we know, is the most democratic of all possible, uh, you know, uh, endeavors. If the fact remains, it's still about having fun. And again, coaches, parents, you're going to have to play the role of the grown-up here. You got to make sure you're playing the role of the adult because the kids are dependent upon you for everything from getting a pat in the back to feel like they're making some progress to feel like you know, let's we're we're, we're getting we're doing something here which is fun. It's still about playing, and it's still about having fun. And I feel, unfortunately, uh, as much as we try to talk about that and try to reinforce that message on the show, sometimes we just lose perspective. And that's a shame, because at the end of the day, it's the kids, our children, our most valuable possession, if you will, that basically pay the price. We want them to enjoy themselves, to have fun, to look back on their youth whether it's from Little League or soccer, hockey, basketball, it might be, and say, I really had fun. Over the years, they may forget you know, their final stats. They may forget their one-loss record, but they're going to remember the friendships they had, how much enjoyment they had, and perhaps they'll want their own kids to go out and play sports as well as you know, we turn into uh, to grandparents. And again, this is what it's all about. This is what drives this show. This is what drives me in doing this. Because again, I've been through all these wars myself. I've seen all these things firsthand. I've experienced them firsthand. I've gone through it, and it's difficult. And it's only getting more and more complicated, quite frankly. But the fact is we've done 20 years here on The Fan, and I look forward to many more. But, again, I need your help. I need your feedback. I need your your questions. I need your comments. I need your expertise as well because there are no easy answers all the time. I'm the first to acknowledge that. But, again, with your help, we'll keep making progress. Okay, let me take a time out. And I'll finish up in a few minutes. Stay with me. Before I wrap up this uh, 20th anniversary show, I do want to make sure that, uh, yes, I, I want to give out the, the, the number for Gamblers Anonymous one more time, and that is 855 855- Two 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 five five four two, or you can go to their website at uh, gamblersanonymous.org. And again, uh, as Don, uh, my guest from earlier in the show, pointed out, uh, we're talking about compulsive gambling. And, and obviously, this is something, it, it's a quiet addiction. It does seriously affect lives. It, it's, it's something that as a mom or dad, you have to be aware of. Uh, and and be sharp-eyed about because you obviously don't want to have your youngster uh, fall into this trap. Uh, it is uh, compulsive gambling is recognized as a as a full medical addiction, but it, you can't sort of you know just do it as Don pointed out. You can't do it on a part-time basis and say, well, I'll just 
I'll gamble today, but then that'll be it for the year. It doesn't work that way. Uh, it, it just gets, uh, it's an addiction that just, you can't, it's just hard. It just sort of, sort of snowballs and it can just really destroy lives. So again, uh, please be aware of your son or daughter. You should certainly address this with them. So in fact, one of the questions I wanted to talk to, uh, to Don about, it seems like uh, every generation seems to go through this, but uh, going back to the whole idea of, of point shaving and basketball, you know, point shaving is something that always was presented as sort of a victimless crime. And, of course, it all started, at least on the national uh, level, back in the early 50s when, uh, when college basketball was, when teams like CCNY and LIU ruled the roost and there was all these point shaving scandals that destroyed those programs. Then you skip ahead to the 1970s, and I recall Boston College had a player who was involved with point shaving, and that destroyed uh, you know that program for a number of years and, the, and the, 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 the players' lives. It seems like we might be heading towards that kind of situation again because so much time has passed. But point shaving has all to do with wagering and gambling, and for kids who aren't aware of how dangerous it can be, it's something, again, perhaps that lesson should be taught, again, either by parents or coaches, again, there's a lot of things that can, can really affect, you know, people's lives in a terrible way just because of the pursuit of making a quick buck from gambling. Again, for most people, it's not a concern. Certainly you go out, enjoy yourself, have fun, whatever. But for those people who do have this addiction issue, it can really uh, be extraordinarily harmful. Uh, and I, again, I, the number is at Gamblers Anonymous, 855-222-5542. One last reminder about that unusual offer I made this morning for uh, my new book, Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed. If you uh, order uh, 25 print copies uh, for your youth organization or sports team, high school team, wherever it may be, I'll be glad to waive my usual speaking fee and come out to your community and talk about, about sports psychology and, of course, sports parenting as well, uh, whatever you feel is the most appropriate. But again, that book... Uh, which I'm, I represents more than 30 years of work in the field of sports psychology, really sort of pinpoints exactly how it works when it comes to the psychology of getting prepared to play at your highest level. Okay, that's going to do it for me on this 20th anniversary of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Brian Rascona. Please stick around for Football Sunday. I'll see you next week right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.